Hi there, and welcome to Naturally Recovering Autism. I am your host, Karen Thomas, and I want to thank you so much for being here today and being a proactive parent and getting the resources that you need to help your child reach their level of optimum recovery. Our kids usually have a lot of health issues, and those will lead to a lot of the symptoms of autism. When my own son was diagnosed with autism, I was told to drug him and try behavioral therapies and that there was nothing we could do for him but manage symptoms the rest of his life. But he had a lot of painful gut issues. He, they would, he would wake at 2 a.m. screaming sometimes in pain and irritability and hard to focus in a classroom, just a lot of sensory issues. He was, he was uncomfortable. He was not living a quality life. And I wanted to find out what the causes of his problems were and help him to get better. I wanted him to be healthy and I wanted him to be happy. And so I began my own research. Fortunately, my background as a craniosacral therapist let me know that the brain can and does heal. And, but it, when he was diagnosed, I really didn't need know that much about autism. So I began researching and it took me about a decade. But today, my son's symptoms of autism are all gone. He has none remaining. Now, I know that every child's level of, re of recovery is different, but our kids can get better. Their speech can improve, their sleep, their health, their immune systems, their ability to focus and concentrate and learn their mood stability, all of these things can get better if you know the right things to do. And I've talked a lot in the past about gut, as we know that the gut controls the immune system, up to 80% of the immune system starts with the gut. So a weak gut means a weak immune system and your child by your child might be sick all the time. And it also has the receptors for the neurotransmitters like serotonin and dopamine and things that actually help us to stabilize our moods and allow us to focus and concentrate and help us to sleep better. All of these receptors for these neurotransmitters and these brain messengers are made in the gut. So if the gut again isn't working well enough, then the brain can't function at optimum. So going back to the gut today, I wanted to share with you some very important pieces that it is something called Helibacter pylori, and it's H. pylori. And what this is, is a very strong acid-resistant bacteria. And a lot of our kids have this. And, and I'm going to go into what it is a little bit further, but why, and some things that you can do about it. Because you may be working with your child's gut, you know, shifting their diet, which is really, really important. I've talked so much in the past about diet. And uh, please get my free download uh, on the top seven foods to eliminate to help to start healing up the gut and getting rid of the inflammation and reducing the toxic load and really helping to eliminate a lot of your child's symptoms of autism that can come from those gut issues. And that free download is at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash seven foods, just the number seven and foods with no spaces. And um, that's available to you right now at that link. And uh, start to, again, eliminate those foods. And it's a process because a child will be addicted to those foods. You'll, you'll probably see on that list a lot of the foods that are maybe the only ones that you can get your child to eat. And again, I'm going to share with you on that download why they're addicted to those foods and what those foods can do 
besides just giving you the name of the food. So again, it's a process to very slowly transition your child away from those foods and to start uh, increasing the better foods like grass-fed beef and organic poultry and healthy uh, line-caught wild fish, uh, good fats, the good ones, not the bad ones, the bad fats like corn oils and safflowers and all those things are bad. We want to have good, good fats like uh, extra virgin organic olive oil and coconut oil and avocado, things like that can be very, very good um, and are important. And if you combine good fats with healthy proteins, like I just mentioned, some of those fish and poultries, et cetera, then uh, it helps, uh, it takes a little bit longer for, for digestion. So you absorb more of the nutrition and it keeps you full longer. Um, but they're also important. Those proteins build amino acids, which do a lot for our, our health overall and our brain. And then those good fats are so important for our brain. The brain is made up of 60% fat. So we want to give it more fats. It, it wants them. But again, very important to give the good fats, things I just mentioned, and avoid the bad ones. The bad ones will deplete the system and make things worse. So please go get that free download. Again, it's at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash seven foods and start to eliminate those slowly, transition your child out of those foods and into the better foods. So again, back to H. pylori, they're bacteria and they're found in the stomach and the duodenum, which is in the upper GI, the upper part of the stomach. And we all carry these microbes in our GI tract. And they're otherwise, you know, these otherwise harmless microbes really become problematic when our gut flora, which the microbes in our gut, when they become imbalanced and the cells of the stomach are damaged. And this is, we've talked a lot in the past uh, about candida overgrowth, and I'll link to past shows and, and anything I'm going to be talking about today in uh, the show notes today will again be at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 100. Candida overgrowth is a direct cause of H. pylori problems. And liver congestion is another culprit. Narcids very, very commonly have congested livers. They can even be born with them. And that means that the liver, which is the organ of detoxification, is backed up with toxins. And then we have detoxification pathways that are often not working well in our kids as well. So we've got to support them with certain binders. I've talked in the past about activated charcoal or things that can help because it, if you see things like die-off reactions, uh, as you're detoxifying, our kids can end up you, you know, feeling and acting a lot worse during that time period. So we want to support them and their system so, so that it can be a much easier process. Because when the bile and the toxins are pushed back from the liver, back into the stomach, the cells of the stomach become injured and weak. Once this happens, they're susceptible to damage from pathogenic microbes such as H. pylori, which in a, it, it can even cause um, ulcers for a lot of people. So H. pylori is also spread through saliva. So remember when you're sharing any food or kissing your child on the lips, especially if his gut is weak and he has candida. And again, a lot of these things can be passed in utero, so you may have it as well. You want to make sure you're not exchanging it back and forth. Really by the age of about six months, many babies already are carrying H. pylori. 
And again, they're very strong and acid resistant bacteria. So its resistance is so strong that it can survive the stomach acid. And hydrochloric acid or HCl, which again, I talked about in last week's episode and I'll link to it in the show notes if you missed it. Learn more about that and why your child might be having some of that acid backup or that GERD and how uncomfortable that is, why it's happening and what you can do about it because you wanna really stop that as quickly as possible. So this makes the stomach produce more acid, acid which damages the stomach lining. And then these H. pylori also have corkscrew shape uh, shapes to them and they can bore holes in the stomach lining, just like candida do the same thing. So again, we're balancing pathogenic bacteria to heal the gut as well. And all of this, the very first, first, first step is again, shifting into the good diet foods, the good foods, and away from the inflammatory and bad ones that will feed those bad bacteria. But we wanna heal the gut up because these holes are there in the stomach lining, and that is allowing undigested foods into the bloodstream, which then causes the immune system to see these, uh, these pieces as foreign toxic agents. And then it creates antibodies toward them, and now we have new, more acquired food allergies. So you might notice your child becomes more and more allergic to more foods, and so that is why. The good news is that your child can be desensitized to these foods uh, over time with natural allergy elimination. And a couple episodes back, I did an interview with an expert on this. So I will link to that in the show notes as well, in case you missed it. Really, really valuable information to know about. You don't have to worry about your child having to live with all of those allergies the rest of their life. Uh, if you're doing the work properly with healing their gut up and then you're doing some work with natural, a, a very qualified natural allergy elimination specialist, you can help eliminate many of those food allergies over time. And your child can then live more of a, a balanced life because they, they'll often become uh, allergic to really healthy foods that they, they need to be eating for the nutrition of, of them, the sources in them. But again, if their gut's not working well, then uh, they're not able, able to absorb a lot of the nutrition from the foods they're eating also. So we want to make sure that we're clearing up the healing up the gut, clearing up the bad bacteria that's causing problems. Sometimes there are parasites and those will also eat up the nutrition from the food our kids are eating. So even though sometimes our kids are eating healthy foods, they're not getting the nutrition from them. So that's important to know too. Uh, so again, you're, you know, sometimes these these, this H. pylori can also cause what are called non-stress-induced ulcers. So we think of ulcers often from stress, which a lot of people will get because stress causes a lot of inflammation in the body, and that can cause a lot of ulcers. But these can be caused by H. pylori, which is non-stress-induced. There's that, the differentiation between the two. Many symptoms that are often, you know, that you'll often see from those who experience stomach ulcers are the same, the most common symptom is stomach pain. So H. pylori, you might notice things like stomach pain, uh, chronic migraine headaches, fatigue, lack of nutritional absorption, nausea, vomiting, weight gain due to the rise in cortisol and adrenal stress, depression, anxiety, bad breath, sinus problems, joint pain, headaches, and real lack of mental clarity. It makes it really hard to think. 
And so as you can see, a lot of these symptoms are the same as those as candida albicans and run in alignment with many of the symptoms that are put in and lumped in with autism. And tests for H. pylori are available through your practitioners, but there are a lot of tests that aren't that great. And so I wanted to give you a couple, and I'll say them here uh, in, the, uh, in the show right now, but I want, I'll, I'll link to their names uh, in the show notes, again, at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 100, so that you're able to go back and look at them uh, and ask your practitioner for these particular companies, because at Genova Labs and Diagnostex Lab are two of the better labs that you can get things tested for and get more accurate results. But sometimes I also say if you don't feel like doing a bunch of testing and you're not wanting to spend the money on them and you know that your child has many of the symptoms I mentioned, that there are some natural things that you can do, uh, which we'll talk about here in a moment as well. Because um, symptoms are always your, your best guide with watching your child. And sometimes tests, even the good ones, don't always show accurate. H. pylori will often show up in Genova or Diagnostic Diagnostics Lab. So if you're wanting to do those tests, you can. If you feel that your child has a lot of the symptoms and you want to move forward with natural things, that you can do that as well. Um, so um, there are some natural products that help to eradicate H. pylori. One of them that I have found works very well is Mastic, uh, Mastica or Mastic Gum. And it is a, uh, a natural product and it's said to work as well as antibiotics without having the negative aspects of antibiotics. Um, it's sold in health food stores. And of course you can, um, I teach muscle testing. You can muscle test for this. Um, and I'll, I'll link to my, one of my just quick tutorial videos on muscle testing. So if you're not familiar with it, you can know what it's about and a way to test your child. Uh, for whether a food or a supplement is right for your child, if it's accepted by the body, and also if what dosages they should be taken. Now, I'm giving this to you as well. Um, you could talk to your practitioners. Of course, natural practitioners are more likely to know about it if they do, uh, naturopaths, etc. Um, but what some of these things will do is they'll assist the gut flora to relieve uh, stomach pain, um, they'll, things like, uh, I use a Dr. O'Hara's probiotics are really good to, if you crunch on one and bite it open, it helps to get into the upper GI. And if you swallow it whole, then it helps to get into the lower GI, but that can help. Um, and also for kids who won't take uh, any type of capsule, you can puncture it open and squeeze it into a little bit of water and they can drink it. Again, just you want to move forward slowly with a probiotic only because if they do have a lot of candida overgrowth and bad bacteria in the gut, then these good bacteria from the probiotic will start to crowd out the bad bacteria. And when that happens, the bad ones will die. And there's a term called die-off. And when the die-off happens, their symptoms, their physical symptoms and their behaviors can often get worse. So slow process, supporting with some, some again, lactivated charcoal, some binders. Um, you know, of course, everything I'm saying, you can speak with your practitioner about, but I wanted to give you some guidelines. Um, and it's important to know uh, to balance out the gut flora with good bacteria. Again, 
You can also decongest the liver. Again, eating a healthy diet, very, very important. And um, you want to, if additional steps are needed with eradicating H. pylori, another thing besides mastica and mastic gum that works really well, adding into this is Saccharomyces boulardii. Now, it's also called SACB. Saccharomyces boulardii is, it also acts against candida, um, but it but it can uh, really help to fight off some of the bad bacteria. And, uh, and so, so it acts to, um, to it, some people use it in candida cleanses as well, but it helps to, to work with some of the gut lining. They're helpful in, in cases of diarrhea. They help with the microbiome in the gut. So uh, you can talk to your practitioner about that as well if you're listening to this and, uh, and need to know more about it. But Saccharomyces boulardii is a positive yeast, a good one, that will help fight off some of the bad. Again, you want to go very, very slowly with adding these things in because, again, of the die-off reactions that I mentioned. Um, Saccharomyces boulardii is best taken away from food. People will often take one at night and one in the morning. Some people need more, uh, and especially if the problem is really bad, to eradicate the pathogens. And then, you know, I always say start out really, really low dose of anything. Our kids are super sensitive, like maybe even a quarter of a dose that, that, that is suggested by uh, a bottle. Never just go with what's on the bottle. Um, and then slowly every day or two, work your way up to a little bit more and watch them for symptoms. How's our body handling it? Are you needing to add in more binders? Members of my program, we walk, we walk through these steps very slowly together. Uh, so I'm saying this to you, if you're, if you're doing this on your own or working with a practitioner even, you, you need to know this for your own education, mom or dad at home, to work with your child. And as you're doing this with them, to be aware of these things. Because I want to make sure you, you, you're moving up slowly. I call it tight, it's called titrating. You titrate up dosages very slowly over time, watching your child for symptoms. I never add in more than one new product or food or anything new more than every about two to three days because you want to watch your child and see it's what symptoms they're having. If they're having an increase in behavioral or physical symptoms, then you know it's a time to slow down, that you don't want to increase a dosage. You don't want to add anything new or more in. And you might want to add in a new binder. There are multiple different binders out there. So uh, it's important to, to make sure that you're supporting, again, their liver and their detoxification pathways. Again, our kids are really, really sensitive. And you got to remember that they're their GI tract is really inflamed. So, you know, we want to, we're, we're working with, with balancing all the whole microbiome in the gut and reducing inflammation. And, and remember there's those, those holes in there, that leaky gut, I and mean, there's a lot going on. So again, if, if the toxins start to jump and the liver's backed up, you got to do this process slowly and don't try to rush it. it. I know you get eager. I remember that saying myself. I, I lived it. I wanted my son to feel better as quickly as possible. And, but what is good to know is if you go too fast, it will slow you down. This is one of those times when slow is best and slow is good. And you can ask any one of my members in my program over and over and over. Slow is the best way to go. Don't try to go too fast. And, um, and just take it one step at a time, watch child for symptoms, 
And again, I'm going to link to my muscle testing tutorial in the show notes so that you can have a tool to use at home that could be helpful for, uh, for you to know, again, if a food or a supplement is ex being accepted by your child's body, and then also to know if uh, what, what dosage that they need. So that, that short muscle testing tutorial can help you with that. And again, I'll link to it in today's show notes, which will be at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 100. So I hope that this was helpful for you. And uh, again, it's one more way to help our kids get better. And one of those things that could be keeping them ill, even though we're doing a lot of really great work and uh, trying to balance out their system and maybe you've got them on a good diet, but you kind of can't figure out why they're not getting better and they still have these other things going on. And some of these things I mentioned today, H. pylori is a common factor. Uh, candida overgrowth can take, can take a year or more to get balanced. Then there's also things we've done show episodes in the past on uh, co-infections, mold, Lyme, uh, strep, these things can continue damaging the gut lining as well. So everything needs to be worked with. Again, it's a slow process, step-by-step, step, one thing at a time. And do please be sure that you are supporting their systems of detoxification on this path. And don't be afraid to go slow because slow is the best way to go. And it's one thing at a time. Everything starts with diet. I'll give you again that link to my free diet download is naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash seven foods. And everything I discussed today, I will link to in the show notes, which will be at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 100. I hope this was helpful for you. And thank you again so much for being here and helping your child to feel better, be happier and live the best quality of life possible that they absolutely deserve. And so do you. So again, have a great week and I'll look forward to seeing you next time.